Welcome to Listen, Smile y No Te Rindas. Este es un podcast para hispanohablantes que quieren mejorar su comprensión auditiva del inglés de los Estados Unidos. Somos dos hermanos estadounidenses con raíces mexicanas. Soy Gabo, o Gabe, aquí como siempre con mi hermano mayor, Goyo, o Greg. Hola, hello everybody. Well, Gabe, this is really cool because when you say here, like always with my brother Greg, I actually am here. I'm at <laughs> Gabe's house in North Carolina and uh, we're spending the weekend eating our favorite food and telling stories from our childhood. So it's good to see you, bro. Well, I'm just so glad to have you here. And it is so strange to be in the same place with you while we record our episode, because normally you're at your house in Atlanta and I'm at my house in North Carolina. And we're using the magic of the Internet to be able to record in the same studio. Absolutely. And I'm wondering if uh, I'm going to sound very different because I'm at I'm at your house. You know, that'll be fun to hear. Well, I think you'll sound happier, for one thing, because you're here in a better house than your house. That's true. My house is much more awful than your house. <laughs> so if, if I sound a little different to you, oyentes, it's because I'm visiting my bro, my brother, Gabe. Yay! Our guest today teaches English to Spanish speakers all over the world. He's a really good teacher. Y esto es muy clave. We will provide a free transcript, una transcripción gratis, of today's interview. So the, the interview portion of today's episode, if you would like to have a word-for-word -word transcript, uh, just email us at questions arroba no te antes de empezar la entrevista con Abel Atwater, o inglés con el güero, ¿puedes hacernos un favor, por favor, y dejar una reseña? Nos ayudaría un montón para atraer a más oyentes, más ojos. Leemos las reseñas durante el episodio y puedes ganar $20 estadounidenses. Gabe te va a explicar cómo ganar el dinero. Oyentes, you can win a $20 Visa International gift card. Just go to the Rifas tab on our website, noterindaspodcast.us, to see how to play. Tenemos un ganador una vez al mes. To participate, please find your review or rating tool inside your podcast player, such as Apple Podcasts or Spotify, And this helps more listeners to find us on the internet in the future. Thank you, Gabe. You will hear these during the interview, pero queremos que sepan de su identidad de Abel en el internet, cuál es Inglés con el Güero en Instagram y también en YouTube, Inglés con el Güero. Okay, oyentes, as we promised, we are here with Inglés con el Güero, whose uh, real name is Abel Atwater, or Abel. We are so glad to have him uh, with us today. 
Abel, thank you so much for, for being here and sharing uh, your English and your language learning uh, ideas with our listeners. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, I thought we would start with what would you like our listeners to know about your background and your education? Okay, well, um, I, like many people, studied Spanish in high school all four years. So I had a little bit of background in Spanish uh, just from that. You know, just the basics, didn't ever really learn to speak it much in high school. But then, interestingly enough, I was called as a missionary by my church uh, to go preach in Spanish. Also, that was uh, very interestingly enough in Utah the state of Utah, United States, to preach in Spanish. So I did that for two years. I went to the Missionary Training Center where they gave me a crash course in Spanish. <laughs> and then it was just learning on the fly, just learning as, as I went, talking to all kinds of different people and a little bit of personal study in the mornings. And then all, all day long, I was just immersed in the language completely. And so my Spanish got pretty good at that point after two years. After ending the mission, I attended college at Brigham Young University where I studied Spanish as well as uh, English pedagogy. So that's how I got into teaching uh, as well as interpretation and translation. And now I've been doing that for, wow, 20 years-ish. So yeah, that's, that's my educational background. Wow. And you said you were, when you did your missionary work, that sort of two-year period where you were really immersed in it, you, you said that w was with Spanish speakers in, in the States, or did you travel to a, a different place? In the States. I'm from the state of Maine, originally, okay. and uh, I, was, I, but I did my missionary service in the state of Utah, uh, which is, well, there are a lot of Spanish speakers in Utah. And so for that period of two years, even though I was in the United States, I was practically in Latin America. I mean, I'll, I only spoke to Spanish speakers and I mean, I was, I was immersed in the language as if I were in a Spanish speaking country. Wow. Two years of being immersed is a long time. <laughs> now you, you teach English on YouTube and uh, through Instagram. Do I have that right? Are there are there other ways you teach English? Do you teach one-on-one -on -one classes? Yeah, so I teach English on YouTube. Yes, in my channel, Inglés con el Güero. I also am on Instagram as well as TikTok and Facebook. In all four of those places wow. on the same name, Inglés con el Güero. I do teach class live classes, but not one-on-one. -on -one. They're group classes. I teach I teach group classes, so... Uh, I just started one a couple days ago, so I do three-month courses. Each I have a basic one, basic two, intermediate one, intermediate two levels, and each level is three months. And so for that, uh, that's through that's through my website, inglesconelguero.com. Fantastic, inglesconelguero.com. Got it. Well, let's talk about your your teaching process and, and language uh, theories. Would you explain to our listeners uh, your, your teaching process about learning 
we've seen uh, in some of your your writings that you have a, a concept that starts with la escucha and ends with la conversación. Would you go over that with us? Yeah. So learning a language, there's a lot of new theories out there about, you know, new, new methods, supposedly, that help you to learn faster or more effectively or something like that. But when you actually get down to look at these new things, it's all the same. Learning a language has been the same ever since human beings have had the the ability to speak. Um, <laughs> but when I teach English, definitely it starts with listening. Obviously, um, people normally pick up listening before they are able to speak. It's faster to learn how to understand before you can learn how to speak. Normally, some people are different, but... So I usually recommend people just listen. Uh, a lot of people live in like Latin America. They're not surrounded by English. So I tell them, listen to English as much as you possibly can. Watch movies, watch pod, listen to podcasts, watch shows, listen to the radio, listen to music in English. Everything you can possibly listen to in English, even if you're not understanding at all. The point isn't necessarily to understand everything at first. The point is to get, get your ears used to the sounds of the language and, mm. uh, and just listen, 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 listen. And as you listen, you will understand more and more and more. And then, of course, pronunciation is the next thing, because if you speak the language grammatically correct, but nobody can understand you because you have a terrible accent, it doesn't do you any good. So. When I teach my English courses, I always start with phonetics, pronunciation, basic courses, just how to pronounce all the sounds of the language, and in the more advanced courses, just polishing that pronunciation. We always should be working on improving our pronunciation. And then, of course, uh, one thing that beginners don't understand, I think, sometimes is that they, they think that they can learn a language by memorization, you know just by memorizing a bunch of phrases. Don't teach me how, the grammar, just teach me how to say this, and then I'll memorize it, and then I'll be able to repeat it. Uh, that's really not a very <laughs> effective way to learn. However, <laughs> however, it is good at the beginning, when you're, when you're a beginner. When, it's good to learn some phrases, uh, very common phrases that you can learn. You know, how are you, and you know, how old are you, and how to order at a restaurant, and things like that. And uh, just so the reason I like to have them do that is because it's for me, it's important for them to start practicing English from the very first day. And uh, if, when they don't know anything, uh, it's good to have some things to memorize and, and go out and use them. So that's, uh, that's why we do that. But after, you know, after your the basic, just beginner level, memorization is not the way to go. Uh, so that's the next thing. And then... After that, of course, comes the grammar. Uh, these days, there are so many teachers out there. It's very frustrating for me, actually, <laughs> who, who go out and tell people that it's not important to learn the grammar. Just go out and learn by, you know, acquisition, which obviously, yes, but that's not good. When I listen to people who have learned English without actually ever studying the grammar, it's sad because they think that they speak good English, but they don't. It's, it's, it's kind of broken and the, you know, and they don't, the, the sad thing is they don't even know that it's broken. And so grammar is very important. It is very important to study the grammar, not 
all day, every day, but you need to study some grammar. Just want to restate uh, what you're saying a little bit for our listeners. So the first thing you said was la escucha, then la pronunciación, mm -hmm. frases y vocabulario del diario vivir, uh, la gramática, uh -huh. and then finally you have la conversación. Is that correct? Yes, exactly. At the end of the day, grammar is important. You know, listening is important. Practicing your pronunciation is important. But the most important thing is obviously talking. If you want to learn how to speak a language, you have to speak it. And so a lot of people, <laughs> they say, oh, I speak English, but they don't speak English. They, they read English and they understand English, but they don't speak it because they never have practiced. And so if you really want to learn to speak the language, you have to speak it. And a lot of people, especially people who live in Spanish-speaking countries where, you know, they don't have anybody around them to practice their English, uh, they always have that. They have that. That's their excuse. They say, oh, well, I, I have nobody to practice with. And I, and I say, well, that, that's not a good excuse because with the technology that we have available today and the internet and everything, that's not a good excuse. You can find somebody to talk to. There are apps. There are websites. There is social media. There is, there's so many ways that you can find somebody to, to talk to, <clears throat> excuse me, in English. And so that's a wonderful thing about the modern age. Okay, well, let's we, talk about like de cero, just like from the very beginning. <laughs> if you could recommend only one activity uh, or practice a day to improve your English, what would that be? Well, that's difficult because you really... I don't think you can really learn English well with just one activity, but if you only can do one from the very beginning, that would definitely be listening. Because if you don't know any English, how are you going to speak it? I mean, you can't start there. So you would need to start with listening. You need to start with just immersing yourself as much as possible in the language. Uh, like I said, watching movies, watching shows, listening to podcasts, music, the radio, whatever. Everything that you can get your hands on, just listen to English. Do you have a particular uh, Hollywood movie or program that's popular on a network that your students refer to when they say, oh, this really helps my English? No, not really. Um, everybody is different. And what I recommend to people is to just find something that they're interested in because if you practice mm -hmm. your English by watching something that uh, that is not interesting, then you're just going to get bored and you're not going to practice anymore. <laughs> and so I just tell everybody, find something that interests you and watch that. Uh, same thing with books. You know, I, I tell them you need to read in English. Find a book that they always ask me, so, but what should I read? Do you have a recommendation? No, just find something that interests you. Okay. and. Over your time as a teacher, what are a couple of practices that you've seen that you decided at the end of the day, uh, these are not very effective? Well, the two biggest errors I think that people make when it comes to you know, just practices would be, um, first of all, like I said, memorization. Uh, a lot of people are really into memorization. They're learning English and they memorize lists and lists of vocabulary and and phrases and things like that is just 
the worst thing you can do. Um, for first of all, your brain is not going to retain all of that. Uh, when you memorize a list of fifty words, you'll remember five. So it's a it's a waste of time. Uh, plus, if you just try to learn English by memorization, your English is going to be very unnatural, very broken, very you know because you can't form your own ideas. You're just repeating things like a parrot, you know, that you have heard before. So that's the that's <laughs> that's one of the big mistakes. The other mistake that people, the other big mistake that people make that's not effective at all is, like I said, it's just too much studying too much. I mentioned that you know, the grammar is important. You need to study the grammar, but not too much. Uh, studying all day long is a terrible idea. You need to study a little bit every day. Study is very important, but it should be limited. Practice is what you need. You can never practice too much. You can study too much. You can't practice too much. Forgive me for interjecting my own opinion here, but I tell my students that uh, learning a language is like painting uh, coats of paint that you can't pile up paint in one layer and it be any good. You have to paint, let it dry, come back, paint, let it dry, come back. If you're going to have any success, um, language has to be something that mm. you visit and then rest and then revisit and rest and revisit. I never heard it put that way before, but yeah, I mean, and that's another thing that I tell people they they say, how do I learn vocabulary? You know, I, I, I memorize vocabulary and then I forget. And I'm, well, because you can't do it all at once. What you need to do is, you know, learn whatever, however you want to learn the words. It's better to learn the words in context from a conversation, reading a book. But if you're going to memorize words, fine. But you can't just go a million <laughs> miles per hour. You need to learn the words and then you need to use the words. If you don't use them, like in a conversation or something, you'll forget them. That's how you that's how you actually get those things to stick in your head. So like you said, it's like you learn it, you go out and you practice it, and then you go back and learn more. You know, it's not okay. just like learn, 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 learn everything at the same time. I have found the same thing. It sounds like you've figured out what sort of the most effective things are. So this may be redundant, but are there some things you see in common with the study and practice habits of your most successful English students? Yeah, I mean, and you're right. Maybe I guess I would also say, I mean, those habits are important, but the attitude is very important as well, because, you know, like I mentioned before, there are people who make excuses, you know, oh, well, I, there's nobody around me to practice with, you know. So people who are successful are people who they study it, they practice it, but they have a good attitude and they don't make excuses. And they're like, they just, they say, I want to learn English. And so I am going to go and, and find the opportunities. I don't, maybe there are no opportunities around me right now to practice but I'm going to find those opportunities. I'm going to go to the internet. I'm going to find an app. I'm going to do whatever I can to be able to practice my English. And those are the people who are successful. Love it. Aguero, what do you see Spanish speakers who are learning English struggle with the most? And do you have any tips for overcoming those struggles? Well, it depends on, I guess, what level they're at. But uh, at a beginner level, the number one struggle is fear and embarrassment. Uh, they're afraid mm. to practice. In, indeed, afraid indeed. to speak it. They're afraid. 
Yes, they're afraid of people making fun of them, of thinking badly of them, or people getting impatient with them. And so, and that is a huge problem. That is a problem of problem. I mean, I'm, it's a huge percentage of people who are trying to learn any language. That's a problem. So there's no real magical formula to say, oh, hey, do this and you won't be afraid anymore. <laughs> you know, you can't really do that. And so I just go back to attitude. <laughs> yeah, it just, just goes back to the attitude. You have to just, I tell them, I tell them to think about it this way. Think about it this way. Do you really want to learn English? I mean, do you really want to? Because if your fear is bigger than your desire to learn, then maybe you really don't want it. You know, because if you really, really hmm. want it, then you're going to do whatever it takes to do it. And you're going to overcome that fear. And it's not even really, I know you guys, you, you know, the cliche we have in English, right? Courage is not the absence of fear. It's, you know, doing, doing things uh, in, in spite of your fear, right? And it's a cliche, but it's hmm. true. Maybe you're afraid. Who cares? Just do it anyway. And, you know, if somebody laughs at you, who cares? I tell them it, it's impossible. <laughs> I mean, I don't know about you guys, but it's impossible to learn a language without having somebody at some point laugh at you or make fun of you or or uh, criticize you. So sure. I just tell them that's that's going to happen. So just, you know, suck it up. Maybe Todo saldrá bien. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I remember when I when I first started uh, learning or using Spanish in uh, a job where I had to speak Spanish, I would I would struggle so much. Sometimes the Spanish speakers would say, "Why don't we just speak English?" <laughs> and we would we would switch yep. to English. Uh, there was a little <laughs> little while of that. Well, um, thank you so much for for being with us here. I I wanted to see. Can you go over again how uh, English students can find and follow you? And do you work with intermediate students as well as beginners? Yes, I, I work with beginners and intermediate students. Uh, when it comes to advanced students, I don't really. Some places offer advanced English courses. I think that's kind of doesn't make any sense because. When you're when you're at an advanced level, what you need is just to talk. You just need to speak. You just need to go out and practice. You know that's how you get mm -hmm. better. Um, so I offer basic, uh, like the beginners and intermediate courses. That's what I do. I have four levels. Uh, you know, I call them básico uno, básico dos, intermedio uno, intermedio dos. Those are the courses that I teach. For advanced students, I do have I do offer conversations where we just get on and we talk. We we speak in English. And as we speak, I correct their, you know, major errors and help them out and give them some suggestions. So that's what I do with the advanced students. And do you have any sort of um, corresponding level that your your four courses line up with, like uh, the the WIDA standards in the yeah. United States or the European standards, which include A1, A2 and all that? Yes, I, I mine correspond with the European standards because that's what most of my students are familiar with. They're always asking me about that. Hey, how can I know what level I'm at? I think I'm an A1, but I don't know. Maybe I'm not yet or whatever. <laughs> and so that's what I do. So my, yeah, my, my uh, Basico Uno course is just obviously beginner. So I guess you would call that A0. Um, and then my Basico Dos course is uh, corresponding with A1. Intermedio uno is A2, and Intermedio dos is B1. And then 
past that, it's fantastic. Just, it's just speaking and practicing. Mm -hmm. So, oyentes, tengo que decirles que si estás en YouTube, vas a ver un montón de videos de este señor. Mm -hmm. uh, tu canal se llama Inglés con el Güero, correcto? Or English, no, Inglés con el Güero en español, ¿verdad? Así es, Inglés con el Güero. Eh, Inglés con el okay. Güero. And what about your... YouTube, como en Facebook. Oh, you have Facebook as well. Okay, so the same phrase, Inglés con el Güero. You also have an active Instagram account, is that correct? Correct, yes. Uh, Instagram, also TikTok. So I'm on all four of those. YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. You are busy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I post uh, a lot of the same content on all four platforms. Uh, there is some content that's very specific for uh, Instagram or Facebook. Um, but, you know, a lot of the stuff, when I do my shorts, I have a lot of, I do shorts that are like one minute videos or, or shorter than that. I post those on all platforms. Uh, you can find a bunch of those. Um, I also have just some images that I, I do a lot of memes. People like to, people seem, people seem to enjoy <laughs> my memes that I post and those are mostly Facebook. The long form videos are just on YouTube and Facebook. Okay. Thank you. Got it. Oyentes. Él habla mucho español en sus videos en YouTube. Si quieres algo que tenga una base en, uh, en español, pero con sugerencias y ejemplos en inglés, él lo hace muy bien. Uh -huh. Por favor, chécalo. Oh, thank you. Entonces, Abel, gracias por estar con nosotros y nuestros oyentes hoy. This has been so wonderful. And um, I, I look forward to... Uh, to continuing to check out your videos. You have uh, inspired us uh, with some of the things you do. Um, again, our our work is all about listening comprehension. So the fact that they can uh, interact with you and have ask you questions and practice, that's really the, the next thing that our, our oyentes might need. So thank you for your, your service that you're offering uh, to them. Oh, yeah, you're welcome. And thank you for having me on. It's really been a pleasure and enjoyable to be with you to here today. And uh, I hope that people can benefit from my material. I'm sure they can. We sure want to thank Abel for taking the time to talk to us and share his teaching philosophy and his history. And I hope that you will go and learn some English from him. Remember that he gives lessons. And we do not give lessons. We want to take a moment right now to thank our patrons. If you would like to become a supporter of this show, please go to www.patreon.com diagonal forward slash no te rindas podcast. You can receive a shout out in the next episode. You can receive printable text of the examples when we are teaching grammatical or vocabulary-based uh, concepts, for example. And for our conversational episodes, you receive a word-for-word -word transcript, or transcription, of the conversation that can be printed. But today, just today, as Gabe explained in the introduction, the transcript is provided gratis. 
Y si tienes alguna duda o una sugerencia sobre el programa, o si quieres la transcripción de la entrevista de hoy, por favor, mándanos un email por questions@noterindaspodcast.us. If you go to noterindaspodcast.us, you can find links to our social media. We're in four different places on the internet beyond our website. We have an active blog that Gabe authors that explains concepts from each show. And we have a series of readings and videos that we think are accessible to estudiantes intermedios for your pleasure and aprendizaje. Well, Gabe, thanks for your hospitality. I sure am enjoying uh, staying at your house, and I'm looking forward to eating some delicious pizza today with you for lunch. That's right. I'm buying Dan uh, Vita, <laughs> and <laughs> I'm I'm really glad that you came and that we got to visit with Abel the way we did. I uh, really, really enjoy watching his videos, um, and I already speak English, so uh, <laughs> he can benefit uh, some of our listeners. But in either case, looking forward to having more fun with you today and to doing another episode with you very soon. Sounds great. Ciao, ciao. Okay, sale goyo. Bye.